0: Because of all of that, then I was able to make better decisions that were more in line with what I actually wanted rather than what I thought other people wanted or Mm -hmm. what I thought that success looked like.
1: Hi friends, happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode on the Heart Open Conversations podcast. Today is Black Friday. For those of us here in the US, it's a day after Thanksgiving and I am assuming and hoping that you are either using it to rest and decompress after a day of making merry and being around tons of friends and family or you are Waking up at five o'clock in the morning and standing in line to go shop at the stores. <laughs> Whatever you're up to and doing today, I hope that you are having a wonderful day. Um thanksgiving or festivities in general can feel quite overwhelming at times i put out a video on my instagram where i talked about how thanksgiving is pretty similar to how i would associate and view chinese new year back in singapore where it's a time that you are surrounded by friends and family a lot of family extended family and i would venture and say people that have very little knowledge uh, about how you live your life but then all of a sudden seem to take interest in all of it and they come to you with all kinds of questions and um growing up in an asian family questions like um how are you doing in your career have you recently gotten a promotion or like uh you're not getting young anymore when are you getting married and then if you are engaged or married they ask you when you're gonna have your first child and when you had your first child they start asking you when you're gonna have your second and it feels like it's never satisfying for them so um, all that is to say that this time can feel can feel overwhelming can be very loaded and triggering for some of us so i encourage you to take time to remind yourself to come home to yourself to take snippets of time out of those interactions if you need to be it is in the form of making an excuse and taking your dog out for a walk or standing out at your back patio or yard just you know sending in a cold a little bit and letting it wake you up or be it as simple as maybe just staying in a restroom for a few a couple of minutes more than you need um, I find that um, helpful especially when not being around friends and family during this time Maybe not possible that there could be small little steps that you can do to take care of yourself and be mindful of what your mental, emotional, and physical self need. So, I'm recording this introduction on Thanksgiving Day, and um, my Thanksgiving Day this year had been pretty excruciating because I decided to take my booster shot yesterday and I knew that it was going to give me 24 hours of hell after (laughs) but I wasn't expecting it to bug me the entire day. I am actually recording this while still running a low-grade fever. I had a very tough night yesterday to say the least and I cannot wait for the fever, the body aches and the chills to, to get over <laughs> because tomorrow is the day that um, we'll be gathering with my fiance's family for um, our Thanksgiving dinner, making merry and just eating a lot and laying down and taking a nap. <laughs> so if I sound a little sickish, don't mind me because I am actually truly not feeling so good my body don't do well with fever. Mm-mm. Even if it's a low-grade fever, I start to feel all the eggs in my neck, in my lower back, my whole body. I start getting the chills and thats it's so hard to get comfortable. I couldn't there's nothing I could do to get comfortable if you like, I feel like I need to be wrapped up in, in warm blankets, but then it gets so freaking hot and I want to kick it away and it's, it's just miserable. So blessings and prayers that uh, this would be over by tomorrow morning. I sure really hope so. So on this Thanksgiving week's episode on the podcast I have the honor to share and hold space with a fellow Asian who is residing in Australia. Her name is Pauline Vung. Pauline is a transformation coach who is helping people find clarity and fulfillment within their lives by mastering their mind. This conversation with Pauline was everything. It was honest, it was vulnerable, it was heart wrenching, but also hopeful at the same time. Um, Pauline's tenacity at life and the work that she's done to get curious about some of these intuition that she was feeling along the way that eventually led her towards a life of her own now that is true intentional and fulfilled left me in awe and left me humbled I invite you to listen to this episode if you are looking to learn how to channel strength, resilience, and learnings through painful episodes in your life, if you are finding out how working with a coach can help you find new trajectory in your life, and if you are looking to learn from someone who had seemingly had it made on the outside but was able to find real fulfillment from the inside after leaving her corporate 9-to-5 job. I hope you'll find as much heart and value in this conversation with Pauline as I did. Without further ado, I give you Pauline. Hi, Pauline. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. I am uh, looking forward to our conversation together. This would be so fun.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me on, Lillian. I'm really looking forward (laughs) to being able to share and contribute to your audience.
1: I have no doubt you'll be able to accomplish that and more just to warm ourselves up a little bit let's just go over a few rapid fire questions because they are fun to do I love them let's go with the first one your favorite self-care activity
0: walking walking outside Mm. in nature yeah I just really enjoy that it's um very therapeutic
1: yeah do you live near a lot of nature like like is nature very accessible to you
0: Yeah, so my front yard is the ocean. So I have like part of the ocean and all the ships and boats are like literally out like outside my place. Um, So I find that water is very healing, especially Mm -hmm. like when I wake up each morning and I get a cup of warm water, I actually just sit near the window and just like look at the water. And when I go for walks, you know, like I think that's all part of the scenery. Oh, my
1: gosh. I am just like this jealous of you.
0: That wild. It wasn't like... always like this. There was a lot of concrete in my life.
1: I was, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you for photos at some point of your house so that I can keep staying jealous. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, next question. One item that we will always find on your bedside table.
0: Well, I have a lamp, a reading lamp, because mm-hmm. underneath my bedside table is actually a whole bunch of books. So mm-hmm. it's usually like... Um, currently four, but usually there's three types of books there and they're all into like self development and different things that I'm working on. Um, yes, but currently for the last four months, I'd say, um, I've had a book called 365 days of meditation and wisdoms, how to like best live your life, kind of getting into the stoic philosophy. So that's under my, my bedside lamp table.
1: That's awesome. Like I, I'm curious um, as to the content of the book because meditation is is an an element that I've been trying to do a bit more of, trying to hone into, and I'm quite fascinated by by the amount of knowledge and content that's out there of like about that practice. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, all right, a country that you most want to visit and why?
0: A country.
1: Mm-hmm. Or a city, mm-hmm. it's fine too.
0: That's a hard one because I actually want to visit the whole world. Like I would like to go and visit many different places. That was sort of one of my plans before COVID.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but right now, if I could, and it was if it was my last trip on Earth, I would love to go and go to Egypt and just see the pyramids.
1: Wow! Yeah, that's interesting. I'm not. I've not heard anyone told me that, but I can see the appeal. Yeah. That will be really cool. All right. Last question before we dive into the meat. Um, favorite thing about year-end holidays?
0: Being able to just be with my family,
1: mm. uh,
0: be with my partner, and just, yeah, just have a break and spend time. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't say that... Um, In my culture, we don't really celebrate like Christmas or like New Year's, more so Chinese New Year. So it's really an opportunity to just have a break and really just spend time with the people that I love.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. Um, Today in the office, we were having a Thanksgiving lunch and we were asking each other the question, What are you most thankful for? Um, And people were talking about discussing their Thanksgiving plans. And I was like, Well, we don't really have much plans because I mean, I don't have my family here. And Thanksgiving is not uh, typically celebrated back home. So my plans would be whatever the fiance's family's plans are going to be. And it's typically just sitting around eating. And taking a nap after that, <laughs> just yeah, very simple, basic. Best, right? Yeah, no, it is the best. It can be. All right. Um, okay. Thank you so much for entertaining me and my audience with some fun little questions to start. <laughs> but let's now dive into the meat. Pauline, tell my audience more about you. Can you share with us a bit more about what you do? Where you born? Where you living at? Whose family? Any hobbies that that you have?
0: Yeah. I actually came from a little city that had 1 million people currently, I think the population, um, that is down in South Australia and the city is called Adelaide. And they call it the city of churches. Um, we do have churches, but I don't believe that it's like that significant. I don't know why they call it that. Um, but it's just a very homey city that just is has like good schools. It's very simple living. Um, it's a very family oriented city. Um, I grew up there and ended up in a very chaotic uh, family life where my parents ended up having a lot of conflict. So they got divorced when I was young. Um, and my mother left as well. So she abandoned our family and she took pretty much like everything money, like furniture, like everything. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't, I was pretty much growing up you know, at the age of seven without a mother and um, quite lost and quite fearful of the future.
1: Mm.
0: Fast forward, um, you know, for the purposes of the introduction, fast forward, I actually um, ended up going through um, the corporate career. I climbed that ladder, um, became very successful. And then eventually I um, became a coach as well, which is what I'm doing now. So I actually help people find clarity and fulfillment by mastering their mind. Mm. That's what I'm doing currently.
1: Mm, I love that. I love that. That's thank you for um, sharing with us your, your backstory. Uh, it sounded like you had you needed to have grown up almost at a very young age as well, um, having to navigate your childhood, teenage life without a mother. Um, I can only imagine how challenging that might be. Um, do you have siblings? With you? I have an
0: older sister, significantly older. There's a 12 Mm. year age gap. Mm. So she was almost like, I guess, a guardian to me. Um, However, she was also, I guess, pursuing her life too. So she left for university and moved away for work when I was young as well. So I grew up with my father. So Mm. I had a lot of masculine energy. Because that's all I knew. So I was very much into um, masking all of my emotions. I didn't want to feel anything because it was just too scary and it was just I didn't think I could handle it. So yeah. I ended up um, throwing myself into all sorts of extracurricular activities, mm-hmm. which was like school, tutoring, um, sports, like anything that I could get my hands onto to keep me busy, that's what I was doing.
1: Hearing you share that part, it, it made, it, I felt like I could resonate with it and it reminded me of my childhood growing up as well, this whole notion of like just keeping every minute possible busy so then you, you don't give yourself space to like, or allow your feelings and emotions to like take over right um it's Mm. uh it's very interesting actually i've never been to adelaide i have spent some time in australia traveling and you know it's the usual suspects like sydney and melbourne and i've spent some time in perth as well because that was actually the university Uh, that I studied in Singapore, but then we uh, graduated in, um, in Perth and it's Murdoch University. So I've spent some time with some friends and visiting and graduating there. So it was pretty fun. I, there's something about Australia that's pretty special. So um, yeah, Mm. it's a special place in my heart for sure. All right. uh, So you just shared with us that, that's, that being a coach, uh, a mindset life coach is um, what you are honing your skills and being an entrepreneur in right now can you share with my audience and me a bit more about your your business who you serve what problems do you solve and I think more importantly I'm really curious about who and what inspired uh, the idea and also how did you turn this idea into a reality and make that into like your business today
0: yeah I'm going to start by taking you back to, I guess, where it all started, which is essentially like the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I um, was an accountant and I, you know, thought that that was sort of my avenue towards like a life of security and just like having something to do because I didn't know what else to do um, when I was growing up. I actually had a dream to become a singer, Um in the past, to be honest, but because I had met my um, now husband um, back then, things changed along the way. There was a moment where you know there was an opportunity for me to move overseas um, because my dad, my father, is actually in the entertainment industry, so he was well connected, um, and he you know said to me that I could potentially go on that path of becoming you know a singer overseas, um, but I had to really think about. Do I, if I take this opportunity, will I actually have to let go of my relationship and maybe potentially my future husband, you know, like I didn't know. Um, so the, the the accounting side of things gave me the stability, you know, it gave me a reason yeah. to stay here and maybe just take this conventional path for the sake of having a relationship. And I think I was quite conflicted at the time, but eventually I was like, you know, I'm going to stay here. Um, I wanted to just work on, you know, like being a normal person (laughs) and just doing the normal things. So I, I, you know, so I stayed and did that. And eventually it got to a point in my career where I was sitting, like I was in a senior management position Mm -hmm. and I was crunching numbers and I was working about 60 hours a week, um, even on weekends. And I pretty much neglected my family. I neglected my partner at the time. Um, I got really angry that I just had a lot of negative emotions I think this built up from the past that it were unresolved and um, I looked around sitting in that office and I was like do I really want to do this for the next 20 years do I want to be these kind of directors and these partners around me I think the answer kept coming up and it said no this is not what I'm supposed to be doing there's something else mm. so then that calling was when I started to look at different avenues. I like um, ended up doing a lot of assessments. I read a lot of books and did, went and saw a career coach um, and just tried to figure out what's my purpose. Like, what am I here for? You know, there must Mm -hmm. be something else apart from corporate and accounting and making money and looking at money all day long. (laughs) Um, So, and a lot of the answers came back and it told me that I needed to work with people, not with computers. I needed to utilize what I had, but really build relationships with people. Yeah. And it was kind of really different for me because in the past, like, I mean, I am an introvert and I don't really like talking a lot. (laughs) Like um, in the past, I pretty pretty much went through a few years where I didn't even talk because I was too shy and I was just too emotional about everything. Um, So I shut down completely. (laughs) Um, And then eventually, yeah, as I obviously had to Communicate more at work, communication became the motivating factor. I knew that I had to be able to serve, I had to show up, but accounting wasn't the avenue for me. It wasn't about crunching numbers and sitting at a desk, it was about something else. So that's when I went on the journey. A few things happened. Um, my mum actually reconnected um, oh. at one stage. And she reached out and said that look like I um, I'm reaching out because I have stage four cancer and I'm about to die <laughs> um and then eventually and I you know I was just really shocked because I thought that maybe there was an opportunity to reconnect and form a relationship um, but it was pretty short-lived mm-hmm. um, and eventually she committed suicide even before um, the actual you know, before her time because Mm -hmm. she couldn't, she also couldn't handle it. She wanted to, um, I guess, take her pride uh, with her rather than let the disease kill her. So, yeah, I think it was a very pivotal moment like where those things happened and I didn't deal with them because I was like, oh, well, you know, I have a second loss in my life. She's left again um, and I'm just going to put the Band-Aid on because I didn't want to feel it. I was like, I'm just... I'm in university. Um, I can't deal with this kind of thing, you know, but yeah, we obviously had to go through lots of things, um, complexities yeah. with that. But then eventually um, I think it came back to bite me. The fact that I didn't deal with any of my emotions in my past life with the grief and everything. And mm-hmm. I just had this constant search to achieve. I just wanted more, but every time I ticked the box, I just still didn't feel the fulfillment. I still felt miserable. I still felt like Um, I was empty on the inside, even though on the outside I had the relationship, I had the career, the status, I had the money, I bought nice cars and clothes. So I pretty much on the outside looked like I had it made, you know, like I'd done what I needed to do. But on the inside, I felt really completely empty. And then eventually I didn't even know, I I used to come home from work and there was one time where I came home and I I started crying Mm -hmm. and like a really deep cry, then I thought to myself, like, I don't think that this is normal, the fact that um, I don't even know what's wrong. And that's when one of my friends, she actually said to me, like, I think you need to go and get some help to understand your situation more. Therapy is not a popular thing in Australia. So Mm -hmm. usually, yeah, it's not something that, you know, people do, but they don't talk about it. It's not an open sort of situation. Whereas I think in America, it's more accepted. Mm -hmm. um so I thought well what how else can I you know um, find help and she actually recommended to me like she was uh with a life coach seeing a life coach at the time so she's like you know reach out to this person and I reached out to them and said to her that um I was feeling depressed I didn't really know what it meant but that's how I felt right and then um yeah she said she could help me so I pretty much like went on the journey to this whole coaching thing and then had a lot of different breakthroughs. And I realized that pretty much the first like 26 years of my life, I was just living in the past and I wasn't taking responsibility for all the things. I was just sort of, I just wanted to feel worthy. I wanted to feel loved because I didn't have it. Um, And yeah. And then pretty much from that point onwards, I actually got really fascinated like by self-development and how you can actually empower yourself and live the Mm. life that you want. Um, And again, I went back to corporate, like I quit that job, but I actually had many different other jobs um, after that. And it just didn't sit well. Like I just felt like, you know, I just don't like all the rules. I don't want all the politics. And it's just like, yeah, I think something changed. And um, yeah it kept happening many times. Mm. So I felt like, um, you couldn't yeah, I needed to take anymore. the next step.
1: Yeah. 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 Wow. That's, it, it just felt like that nutshell was like a nutshell on steroids, just cause there's like so many, so many parts. And then that, that I want to uh, pry open and, and go deeper into, I think it's that like first and foremost, some of these uh, experiences that you have went through, they are, they are very tumultuous and, and difficult. So kudos to you for, for coming out on the other side now, um, being able to even talk about it not breaking down because i know that takes strength and that takes courage so um thank you so much for being so vulnerable and open with this whole bit because it's it's not easy life has thrown you some pretty tough curveballs i would say um and then i think what what also really fascinated me in that story is that i mean you had a very comfortable standard of living career cars all that nice house and, and all of that, you had a healthy, good relationship stable and all that with your partner and your dad was still in your life and things like that. It felt like, like what you precisely described, like everything on the outside looked like it, like you have made it like, this is it, this is the life. But then on the inside, you were just so empty. Even that though, like for you to just kind of leave all that behind and to say that um, all of those parts of those are not serving me anymore. I am going to walk away and let go of all of that and pursue this new path that's completely unconventional. That, that can be quite daunting. If you were to look back at that moment, what would you say helped you or supported you to like kept biting down at that path and kept going?
0: Mm, yeah, good question. For me, the the thing I discovered was I read this book called Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday back when I was still working in corporate. I love him. And I started to, yeah, he's so good. I started to discover this whole concept of the ego. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that was the light bulb moment where I was like, oh, wow, like I'm actually attached to all of these things in my life um, that made me feel a certain way about myself. But Mm -hmm. when I didn't have them, Am I still a strong person? Like, am I, who am I? You know, like, am I independent without these things? And that's when I really was on the journey of, like, self-discovery and, like, finding out who I am and who is my identity without all the labels. And I was in a very fortunate position because I could sort of walk away because i didn't spending, like, all of my time, you know, saving all the money and um, right. doing all the the frugal, like, mm-hmm. lifestyle and doing all the right. things that I needed to do to really you know, it wasn't like an overnight decision. It's like if I was going to step out of this particular job, I needed to have another job lined up or I um, needed to have some kind of plan of like, you know, what am I going to do without security of income? Mm. So um, there was a time that I actually took that break for myself. It came to the right time. I took the break and I actually started to just reconnect with um, the things that you know, the self-care side of things. So I started actually going to yoga, um, doing meditation apps, like just started to get into a little bit more in tune with myself and my body um, because I discovered that there was this whole concept of like stillness, getting to stillness, Mm. quieting the mind. And I was really curious. I was like, how is this going to help me? What is this ego? I don't understand this. And And if I got rid of it or how can I tame it and control it in a way where... I could um utilize like what does quieting the mind do? You know, like could I find my purpose (laughs) through quieting the mind? So I think that intuition just naturally like I followed it, did a Mm -hmm. lot of practice with it, and then um I discovered that it works. Like over time, it just things little things started changing. My habits started changing. My self awareness grew, um, and because of all of that, then I was able to make better decisions yeah. that were more in line with what I actually wanted rather than what I thought other people wanted or what mm-hmm. I thought that success oh. looked like.
1: Yeah, that's so that's so beautiful. Like just that whole bit, just that last bit that you said where you're able to just find the answers from in here then from getting val- validation from people around you um, as to who you should be on this world and what you should be. In this world, um, and I and I love that. And so I think what I'm hearing is that this journey is kind of so captivating for yourself to keep going. It's also this the the fact that it keeps peeling back all these things about yourself that you're like, oh wow, that's interesting, that's fascinating. Like I need to go figure that out more. So what I'm hearing is that uh, that was a big part of what kept you going. And then what the other element or aspect that I'm also hearing is that you are. You are your own student. So, like now being a coach yourself, you have walked the path. So, it's like you know it works for you. So, you're like, I, I need to also now, I, I feel this responsibility and, and this duty to, I guess, help others serve because I know this works. It had worked for me and I know it can help so many others walk out mm-hmm. of that as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I think. There's a a lot of your journey and story that was kind of giving me goosebumps, and 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 that's because it was it pulled at my heartstrings to a certain level because I could relate. I could relate to the staying what it has been defined as a stable job, stable income, even though we may have come to a point in time where it's like this is not right for me. But then the difference between you and me is that I kind of could not bring myself to completely just. And disengage myself that's th- that security that's hard to disengage mm. myself from be it like that's actually practical responsibilities financially and things like that that I need to uh, fulfill so it's like mm. my what I'm doing for myself now is to find that nice in between uh, but it's really nice to be in touch and connect with people like yourselves who were able to just like you said be it you're lucky or not in terms of your circumstances that you were able to just find that find that courage and that passion in you to just go for it and, and look how far you've come. So this is, this is really awesome. Um, So when you decided to kind of walk this path of away from your corporate job, becoming an entrepreneur, um, it looks very glamorous on the outside, but we know that it's not always all that glamorous. So what would you say for you so far? What would, what has been the most fulfilling and what had been the most challenging?
0: Yeah, the most fulfilling thing is that I am actually in control of like how I spend my time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is that, you know, I get to really spend time with my my husband um, and I get to really be in the energy of when I am most productive. I think for the transition, like you said um. Look, it's not for everyone in terms of fully letting go. For for people, fulfilment can be in many ways. You could be fulfilled in your job because it provides you with a, a purpose, a sense yeah. of security, a sense of contribution and, like, mm-hmm. teamwork and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, And at the same time, um, you could also be expressing your creativity in different ways. Like for you it could be it's the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, for me it was like I was doing the work but then I also was doing my side hustle I was also coaching on the side and so there's always a transition period like for some people maybe they lose their jobs and they get forced into a situation where they really have to think creatively and for others it's a choice you know Mm -hmm. like why not have both like I had both for pretty much two years but Mm -hmm. it got to the stage where my energy was getting spent too much at the nine to five that I, I knew I had more to give to my mm. side hustle and I had more to be able to grow that and I had the vision so it's a natural sort of thing that happened over time um it wasn't just like let's walk out and I encourage you to quit your job <laughs> and all of that right. um it was a very intuitive slash like smart decision um in terms of how you plan and how you give yourself the opportunity to try things to make sure that you actually really like it and you're serious mm-hmm. about it because mm-hmm. the worst thing is like and I did this in the past that's why I know I quit my job um and I did had no backup plan and I thought that I could could just start a business out of thin air and it's not, it's never, it's not easy and you end up getting very overwhelmed and then you just like really lack clarity and all sorts of problems happen. So I knew that that wasn't really my style because I tried it before, but at the same time I do encourage people like sometimes you don't know until you actually give yourself a real chance as well. So if you feel like strongly enough about it, if you get fired from your job, which I had a few times as well, or if you um, feel like, you know, you really want to, you don't have the energy for your nine to five anymore um, and you want to redirect the energy and you have the the funds, you have the means, you plan for it, then take the step, but also give yourself a timeline. Maybe you only have funds for uh, like emergency funds for six months, you know, yeah. are you willing to do, try something for three months or mm. the whole six months? Are you willing to go down to zero and then to be able to figure things out for yourself, you know? Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, is that we always have a job like we always have an opportunity to like get income as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's like you always have to have a backup plan but at the same time if you're going to do something you always have to have it as a plan a yeah. as well otherwise you will if you don't want to go back to the job then you're not going to be focused right. so um i guess from that sense is that when i stepped into um this whole entrepreneur side of things is that the biggest challenge and I guess the biggest fulfillment, it's two sides. One side is that you have a lot of freedom and Mm. you have a lot of choice. But that also means for some people that could be quite detrimental because you don't know what to do with your time (laughs) as well. And then you like, you know, if you're not very structured, then you need to create your own structure Mm. as well. Um, So the first time when I quit, um, I didn't have a structure and I didn't even have a plan. So it's very hard, like when you're not thinking in that way to to be strategic about, like, what are you actually going to do to fill your time? Yeah. Especially, you know, when you become an entrepreneur, there's no one around. Everyone's in their nine to five job. Mm-hmm. Um, so your, your friends aren't going to be around, you know, your yeah. family, if your family's somewhere else, like you're not going to be able to see them. So you have to really be con- in control of your time mm-hmm. um, and not let freedom be also like the detriment to you as well. Um, So that's one thing. But I guess the biggest challenge as well after that is to be very clear um, because sometimes you can have a big vision, but Mm -hmm. then you don't really know how to execute it. You don't know how to take the small steps. And so for me, one of my biggest learnings is really to break, break it down, very, very small chunks. So I really only plan week by week. Um, day by day what am I going to do tomorrow you know like I really sort of list it out for myself so that I can plan out a whole day's worth of things that I'm actually going to do that's going to move the needle forward Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I do really small things now so I think it's always about step by step Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what like I'm you know, a lot of the people that I work with, they have a big vision or they know they're there for something more, but they don't really know the in-between. They don't know the path. They don't know how to like do the strategy and all that. For me, one of of the key things that I teach is really to be very clear about why you're actually doing it. What's your intention? Mm. Um, And secondly, it's like breaking down the bigger goals into smaller chunks and just taking it one step at a time.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love all of that. That's, that's just so juicy. That's this practical approach that you take when it comes to even that whole uh, discussion around whether you should take the leap or not from a nine to five to, to a complete entrepreneur. And I, I love how you were already dropping little tips and advices here and there about maybe uh, you should think about just trying something out, putting a timeline down, um, even using that time to figure out if whatever you're trying is something that you actually really enjoy, or is it just like a a fad, like some that's something that's going to come and then just leave and things like that for yourself. And uh, I think that's that's very very good, very golden, practical, down to earth advice that some of my listeners can actually take home with them. So that's great. Um, speaking about the people that you work with, uh, I am quite curious because. We've, we've talked about um, how you come through to this journey that you focus on helping people with their mindset. What would you say is the top one, two or three like problems that, that you hear a lot about that keeps coming back up?
0: Mm, yeah, I think it comes like if you're talking about top three, the first one is like that they want to be happier, but they don't know how. The second one is that they want to be more confident at something, whether it's at work, at business, at, you know, relationships. And then the third one is really they want to be clear. They want to have clarity on their purpose, but they don't know what that is, but they know that there's something there. It's just, they're not clear about it. Mm, so yeah mm. those are the top the top sort of things yeah
1: i mean i feel like as i'm listening i'm checking the boxes for all three of them i'm like oh yes yeah that i could do with a bit more confidence the one that really hit home is definitely the last one for me like getting clear on something and um yeah i love that your program and your courses and your mentoring actually helps people with that so that's that's awesome I could keep going, Colin, but we definitely need to like start wrapping this up. I don't want to take up the your whole afternoon. Uh, before we wrap it up, maybe could you share with us? So, what are you looking forward to still for the rest of the year and for twenty twenty two?
0: I am actually really looking forward to being able to to serve more people um, mm. and impact more lives. One of my goals was actually for for the rest of the year was I'd love to be able to impact a thousand lives. So. That for me really looks that as in like really being able to show up more, um, connect with people like yourself and, um, yeah, just really be able to keep sharing my story and my mission with people. Because I feel like as we're going through a period of pause or we're going through a lot of change at the moment, Mm. um, that – there may be you know people who are lacking clarity confidence yeah. or um wanting to, to take that next step for themselves yeah. mm-hmm. and i really want to just help with the transition and help and help them really get to know themselves more as yeah. well because i think that's the that's the key is the self awareness is mm-hmm. the biggest and the most powerful tool
1: yes i totally second that um that was definitely something that i learned through my therapy journey that trying to hone and know how to be more self-aware with where you are. And that's a very crucial first step to even find out where you are before you can decide what are the next right first steps to take from that point. Anyone that hears you and and have connected with you, there's no doubt that they know that you have so much to bring to the table. And I am just on it that I am here to provide this platform and this base for you to like share your voice and your story. So thank you so much. I want you to tell my audience, tell tell me, tell my listeners, where can we continue to follow you? Where can we find you? Where can we learn more about your offerings that you put out there to the world?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am on social media. Um, I'm on Facebook. So you can find me at um, just my name, Pauline Wong. If you search it up, you'll find me. And currently, I'm actually in the next few weeks, we'll be releasing my new website as well. So we'll have much more detailed information awesome. on, you know, the things that I do and how people can connect. But so that will be at www.journeytofulfillment.com. And that's like journey with the number two fulfillment. Mm. Yeah, so that's where they can connect with me further as well.
1: Awesome. I'll make sure all the links are available in the show notes so people can just click and, and go to all the places where they can find you. I am convinced and very confident that this will not be the last time we will be talking and connecting, Pauline. Thank you so much for making space and coming on. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. It's been so fun.
1: What an inspirational conversation and story. Pauline, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for showing up for us here with so much heart, so much honesty, so much vulnerability. It had taken all kinds of work tons of work for you to arrive on this end being able to channel strength and resilience and tenacity from some of these painful episodes in your life and i am so convinced that you are going to be able to do so much and transform and impact the lives of so many people along the way so here are a few quick takeaways number one Be willing to give yourself the opportunity to try things, but also be practical and smart about it. Number two, sometimes you'll only know after you give yourself a real chance. Number three, consider giving yourself a timeline when you're trying out a new idea, new venture or new business. Number four, the freedom and flexibility you get from being an entrepreneur can be a pro and con at the same time. Get clear about your vision and break down the action steps to move the needle forward in the right direction into smaller chunks. You can make plans week by week or even day by day. And lastly, the top three challenges that she often hear and get from working with her client are number one, they want to be happier but they don't know how. Number two, they want to be more confident at something. Number three, they want to be clear on their purpose. Friends, thank you so much for spending your precious time here with me. This podcast wouldn't have been possible wouldn't have had the impact that it is making on this space without you listeners without you folks cheering me on supporting me be it physically mentally emotionally and um, I am truly thankful for for you being here for your presence for Allowing my messiness and my heart, my authenticity to come through here in a place that feels so safe and sacred, for that I am truly thankful. For those of us in the US, I wish you a very good Black Friday and weekend with friends and family. I look forward to speaking to you next week. Stay tuned and sit tight as I bring to you more insightful, intentional, heart-to-heart conversations here on the podcast. Till next week, bye.